I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're live on a Tuesday. Yes, sir. Tuesday afternoon, ready to do some podcasting. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, all the places that you listen to podcasts. Check us out. We're there. Um, and today we have a very special guest. Uh, she's been on the show with us before i interviewed her for medium talk um she reviewed um game of thrones with us last year yes during the season no one no one wants to talk about it anymore it's our girl jamel <laughs> hill what's going on jamel what's going on guys how are you great Good. thank you for coming through we appreciate yes. you well i appreciate you all um you know i, I forgot that uh, we did experience that game of thrones mm-hmm. moment tragedy together <laughs> but it was but it was worth it it yeah. was worth it though because I, I mean i know i felt like a lot of people who were game of thrones fans who have been in you know since day one had a lot more reason to be upset about the final season than i did because yeah. i came in just two months before like i couldn't imagine having to wait all that time and then to be left with that i would really feel you know yeah some I'm, kind of way as I'm, they say i'm glad maybe it's just i have a happy disposition overall but me too like stuff really rarely bothers me especially fictional stuff so it like for me i was kind of enjoying it because uh you got to binge it but for us to have watched it over the years my main issue with game of thrones the whole time was it was a little too slow it's a little little too yeah. it was a little too much like we walking over here we about to be walking for four episodes yes. we're not getting that to the end of the season i'm like nah man like hop on a dragon let's fucking fast forward this shit so you know for me it wasn't that bad but man boy that was online it was a bad experience so but how have you been doing in the rona man i know you know like you are a mover and shaker i feel like every mm-hmm. time i look up jamel's doing something else i don't know if you like a workaholic or what but it's like you always <laughs> got something popping and then the rona is kind of this thing where it's like everyone sit down for a second so don't how, move yeah how you been managing um actually i just have been busier than ever and it feels weird to say because a lot of people right now have had their work cut back they might be laid off. So it's like, it feels, I don't want people to misinterpret it. Like I'm bragging about like all the work that I have to do, nor do I want them to think that I'm being ungrateful for all the work that I have to do. But um, it has been pretty busy. Uh, You know, I started a whole nother podcast during the pandemic. Uh, I'm co-hosting a podcast with Van Lathan called Way Down in the Hole, which is a rewatch pod about the wire. Um, I turned in my manuscript for my memoir (laughs) Wow. I'm going to probably have another really big announcement tomorrow um, that, I mean, I guess I can just break the news to y'all. Yeah, the, exclu- but, the Black Guy uh, Tips exclusive. Yes, yes, the exclusive. So uh, I think the announcement is hitting tomorrow that uh, me, Carrie Campion, and I um, have a television show. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Congrats. Yeah, so, yeah, well, thank you. So it's it's a lot that's happening because in the content in the content world, that world really hasn't slowed down, right? And especially now that people are at home and they have all this, you know, they have a little bit more time, depending on your situation. Because people with kids are like, "Time bullshit, I got." Time. <laughs> right? But, but um, you know, there's there's a, an, there's an increasing, just huge demand for content of all varieties, and so. I, from that standpoint, I'm positioned really, really well with some of the things that, that I'm doing. So, um, so yeah, it's been, 
nonstop. And of course, I decided not to make it easy on myself. Uh, my husband and I moved into a new house. So I moved during the pandemic. Wow. It's just like a lot going on. Man, <laughs> yeah. is, is that stressful having people like, I mean, I'm assuming at this level, you had to have people move your stuff. So is it stressful having people up in your crib, breathing the Rona all everywhere? Well, because not only did we have the movers, though we uh, we packed everything ourselves. See, I I I was used to them corporate moves. Like mm. I'm lazy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like <laughs> corporate moves, they come in, they um, you know they pack up everything, they do every you know they do pretty much everything. You don't have to do anything but watch them. But obviously with the virus. And my husband being like, I'm gonna need you not to be this to Diddy. Um, we packed all our own stuff and they just literally just had to drop the stuff kind of in the right room and then they were out. Wow. We unpacked everything and all that. So I wasn't really, really tripping about that. Um, but you know, cause we're moving into a new house. We want to customize it to what we like. So we've had some kind of work being done on this house like mm. every day. You know, we've had a couple walls painted. Um, we had the kitchen retiled. So that is, it's like the house, we have not begun to settle in. All the furniture isn't here. You know, we're, we're in a temporary bed. Our real bed will get here soon. Um, we finally got some of our, all of our outdoor fun, uh, furniture, but some of that has to be assembled. So it's mm. like, you know, this house right now is a little bit in chaos uh, mm. because of not really necessarily the pandemic. It's because it's a new house and it's in chaos, you right. know. With with all the things going on, how have you adjusted with marriage life? You know, because being married, like mm. that's a big personal change in anybody's life at any age. And Arona is testing people' marriages, man. I see it every day. Somebody breaking up, so it's right. real. Yeah, because it, 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 it especially since we're now seven months in, right? So we got married last November. We went on a honeymoon for a month. So obviously, on the honeymoon, we were together every single day. But it's a big difference between being in a honeymoon and waking up in the Maldives versus waking up and having, <laughs> you know, like normal, you know, kind of right. things to do. Like who went to the grocery store, who doing like th- right. those are two different, you know, environments. And so I think the pandemic, I mean, it hasn't, you know, we haven't really gotten on our nerves maybe like right. a couple little times, but it's been pretty great. I mean, we've been able to obviously spend a lot of time together, but the other thing is because of my work schedule and the stuff that I'm doing, it is not unusual or it happens most days of, uh, you know, in the week um, where I will go into our office and I'll be in there for like seven hours. Mm-hmm. And especially when I was like finishing, um, uh, you know, when I was finishing uh, this manuscript, like I was, you know, you know, writing all night doing that kind of stuff. So there were a lot of days where my husband only saw me at night or right. when I crawled into bed like late. And he ha- has his own work to do where he's on conference calls constantly. So it, it it definitely most days out of the week feels like a real work day. But in terms of our relationship, you know, I feel like at the beginning when uh, things are, you know, still got that new car shine on everything, yeah. <laughs> it's probably a pretty good time to be stuck in a pandemic with yeah. somebody you just recently married. <laughs> Honestly, it's like if it don't work now, it's never going to work, right? This is like the new, this is the brand new energy. So it's like if, it, if you like, I got to see you every day. Oh, this yeah. is not what I had in mind for marriage. <laughs> right. And, and <laughs> y'all got married prior to the pandemic, but I realized that a lot of people are like, look, we stuck in here looking at each other all day. We might as well do it. But at least you was like, you know what? <laughs> we just, we made decision prior. So there was no pressures. <laughs> right. That, that is a good point. Um, and I also, you know, to piggyback off that, I feel 
really bad for those people who were getting married this summer, oh, you know, and, and that was almost us. You know, my husband proposed the day after Christmas in 2018 and you now given everything, I was like, I think we can get this done inside of a year. Like let's mm-hmm. try to get married in 2019. But some of that depended on where we decided to get married. You know, our three kind of choices were uh, LA where we, where we live now, Detroit, where we're both from, I just do a destination wedding. We wound up settling on LA, um, frankly, because weather was really important. I did not want a winter wedding or a cold wedding. I wanted the weather to be perfect. The weather here in LA in November is pretty much picturesque. Mm. But um, it also afforded us the opportunity to have a wedding that kind of felt like a destination wedding without you know, no, anybody having to, to leave the country. And we wound up getting married at the place, at the resort where we had our first date. Mm. And so uh, everything kind of came full circle. So we were able to put everything together and then, um, you know, do uh, do it in November. If we had it in Detroit, the the date would have been this summer. So mm. I'm really thankful that we were able to go ahead and get married and have an insanely unbelievable wedding. Uh, a lot of people don't have fun at their weddings. We kicked it at our wedding. Like we had a blast at yeah, our wedding. I look like you know, yeah. I was I was jealous of my guests. I wanted to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we did that. That's, that's did dope. I that. saw the, we saw the pictures. pictures like, yes. yo, they look like they had so, so much, much fun. fun. That's like, what I said. That, that's so dope. Yeah. You know, normally you see those weddings and especially for the bride and groom, so much of it is like, be here, do this, take a picture here, do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so to see like people just kicking it and being like, oh, no, nah, they look refreshed. You know what I mean? That's dope. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. We had no worries, no stress, everything with the wedding. Um, I, I, I I was determined to not live up to the stereotype and have a wedding that didn't start on time. Unfortunately, I did. I let the ancestors down. But it wasn't it wasn't us though. It wasn't right. us because um because I also we both went into trying to design a wedding that, you know, not only we would love to attend, but also that, you know, we know our friends. Right, I mean, right. we know they like to drink, they don't get it in. So we had we had a pre-wedding reception mm. so that there was a little, it was a cocktail hour before the oh, wedding started. That's nice. I guess we just wanted to make sure people was lit. Right. right. Yeah. So, I guess so. Yeah. And they were there. So yes. And they were there on time. That was right. the thing. It's like, if you offer them free drinks, they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, we did that. Unfortunately, because the drinks were flowing, it took a second to wrangle the guests from right. where the pre-cocktail hour to the where the reception to where the actual ceremony was taking place right. so that's why it didn't start on time it wasn't us because we were um you know i was uh, i was in the, the waiting area where i needed to be because i'd have to descend down some stairs and right. everything and uh i was just like telling our wedding plan i'm like um uh, let's go i mean i was like look all <laughs> the people who, the, who need to be seated are like you know my mom his parents my stepfather <laughs> my dad my dad he in place okay that's all we need if you late that's on you. Come on. You just gotta wait. You was about to walk right? down, so, walk down while they still getting seated. Like y'all should have been. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> and then they would have just been held in a separate waiting area, and they just would have had to wait. So, um, <laughs> but but no, it did start a little bit later than we expected. But other than that, you know, we just had a, a blast, and because we were both from Detroit, you know, our DJ is, was from Detroit, our wedding photographers and videographers were from Detroit, and so a lot of people there were from Detroit and went to Michigan State. So when Detroit was in the building, mm. we was in the building, and I'm pretty sure 
the Monarch Beach Resort where we got married had never seen this many black people in their lives. <laughs> in one place. So now that's dope, yeah. man. And then yeah. like y'all barely beat the Rona because like right around then is when it started really popping off. But on the low, like we didn't know yet. Yeah, nobody knew. So, yeah, people didn't know. Yeah, yep. so y'all like yeah. lucked out. Y'all missed that. You know what I mean? Then you get back, you get your crib, all that stuff situated. Like it's real fortunate timing, man. And then within that, you just never stop working. What's Mm-mm. what's the TV show going to be about with Carrie Champion? So um, the show, uh, which will be on Vice Network, is, uh, you know, it's not a sports show. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we will talk about some sports, but we're going to talk about everything, politics, sports, news, pop culture. And people can probably, who follow us on social media, can probably tell this, but maybe the audience that was only acquainted with us through ESPN maybe didn't know that Carrie and I both have a lot of range. I mean, right. we can, uh, you know, Carrie was a hardcore news uh, news reporter before she went to the tennis channel, then from tennis channel to ESPN. You know, I spent about a decade in newspapers before I got to ESPN. So we've both mm-hmm. been in a position where we've been able to cover a lot of things. And I think sports is a, a really good, jumping off point to discuss other issues despite this insistence that politics and sports and racial issues and sports right. aren't supposed to be mad together. So anyway, um, you know, it'll be our opportunity to kind of show that that range that we have and um, of course we're going to have some fun. We got some goofy things that we're planning and I think people, you know, will really enjoy it and we are you know, we not only feel blessed and fortunate but we're also um you know, in a position to be two black women leading a show with their opinion. And that is, that is something that people have not seen, Mm-mm. you know, so, 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 so we, we hope like, this will be a touch. This will be a touching off point for, for other people to receive these kind of opportunities that have deserved them. Yeah. It's so rare to see like anything with two black women as opinion, like opinion people like yes. to get to analyze whatever um even if it was just sports it would still be like i it still would be right. something we never saw but it's dope that like could you ever see yourself going back to just uh that sports format because i, I like I, I it's almost like you're out of this box and now yeah, you can talk and do about say anything almost you know what i mean like <laughs> I could, like wouldn't it would it feel confining almost to go back to just something that was strictly sports you know, somebody asked me recently, um, even, uh, even more pinpoint question, uh, like if I would ever think about going back to ESPN. Mm. The thing is, I mean, of course you can never say never and you never know, but the amount of creative freedom, autonomy that I have, the the fact that my life is devoid of email chains, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and everything else is just kind of, I just really don't know if I if I fit into that culture anymore. Mm. And, you know, with ESPN in particular, it would be hard because, you know, when I left, even though we did leave on amicable terms, it was like I didn't leave there with, you know, hating them or anything. Right. But the reality was that a trust had been broken. Mm. And, um, and, hey, they can argue from their side, I broke their trust or whatever, but they certainly broke mine. And so it would be really hard for me to recreate um, a desire to be there mm-hmm. and to get over the fact that that particular trust was broken. So, I mean, to your point, like all of these entities are kind of similar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one, one of the reasons we went you know, and decided on Vice is because they just align, you know, Vice is a very independent, they're very, 
um, you know, aggressive with how they pursue journalism. I mean, they do a lot of exceptional things. And from a, a brand alignment standpoint, it just felt really perfect. And mm-hmm. so I, I know because for both of us, that part was important. It was the autonomy was important, the creative control and the ownership. I mean, we're both, we're going to be EPing these shows. We're both going to be executive producers of this show. And okay. um, it's going to involve our production companies. So it's like, you know, it, it, that's the kind of setup that you want. Right. Um, and it would be hard to give that up to go back to being at a, a you know, a big network. Yeah. And then, like, even seeing, because uh, I listened to both of your episodes of, uh, uh, I think it's All the Smoke uh, podcast with yeah. Matt Barnes yeah. and, Stack, and Stack Jack. And that's what struck me about both of y'all was like, oh man, I like there's so much bigger than sports. I, it's almost like it's confining to do to just talk sports. Not that there's any. I love sports, and, and the thing is, if people don't recognize that sports touches everything and everything touches sports, because sports essentially is made of people, and people experience mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like you know, and I feel like it was kind of like prophetic or just very um, like you kind of foretold everything when. Um, the whole Donald Trump tweet con- con- uh, controversy popped off because if you look at it now, even the athletes talking about it, the coaches Everybody's is talking, about, talking about, it, about it, the owners is into like it's you can't even avoid talking about politics at this point. It's almost more politics than anything else. Even if you just talk about coronavirus, you talking about politics. Right. Can we play basketball again? Well, this nigga fucked up the coronavirus, so no. <laughs> but, you know what? Like like everything else, a black woman before her time. <laughs> right right. (laughs) no you're no you're right because now it's amazing how what should be questions of just morality have become political i mean the fact that i'm wearing a mask to protect yourself from a a virus that could turn deadly is now considered to be a political statement it's just right it's so american because it's so mind-numbingly stupid and it's just like wow we've really done that and um you know because people are trying to you know, weaponize this virus to their own advantage. It's right. like, hey, man, we we really should have let the science and the medical experts lead on this. We didn't, and we're paying the price. And uh, and, I, and I'm jealous. You brought up the end. Like I keep, <laughs> really, I keep, yes, I keep looking at a TV and on these other countries. They got games and shit. Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh. Yeah, Yes. I feel like a little kid, you know, when you you on punishment, you look out the window, and your friends out there playing ball or whatever, and you just like, damn, I really should have did that homework. Or, or even worse, when you could, were confined to the porch. Like, I feel like we, like, yes, like we confined yeah. to the porch and, like, everybody on the block playing and we just yes. there, like, looking through the no, screen door. Can't go. Like, look yeah, at, we look at the right, screen looking door. at the screen door like this, like, Man. these niggas playing dodgeball. This is crazy. Why am I still on punishment? I don't <laughs> right. even know. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Exactly. When you be on it so long, you like, damn, I don't even know why I'm on punishment. I just, <laughs> I just know that I'm on them. I mean, it, 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 it is really, it's, it's pretty, historically this these moments this year in particular oh, would just be looked at like so shamefully because like america didn't didn't even come up with a competent comprehensive plan to combat this virus you could say maybe individual states did right. on some level but we never came up with a comprehensive comprehensive national plan our default was to go you know what 
fuck it. We just tired. Like, all right, let's just <laughs> go out the house. Let's go outside anyway. It's like, that's not a plan. A plan is not like we just going to open up just because. It's like, we need a plan, people. <laughs> that's just like, like, people. I love how people have this, these um, imaginary dates of when things are over. Uh, I'm sorry, coronavirus is like, excuse me, uh, did I say it was over? No, the virus did not say it was over. No. We just checked out. We was just like, you know what? fuck it we done it, it was right. our, it was like and we, if we did our 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 coronavirus policy to quote the great urban philosopher smoky if we get dealt with we get dealt, dealt with. with that's yes. our policy yes. <laughs> we were basically like a new year's resolution you know how you be like i'm going to the gym i'm gonna eat right i'm gonna make sure i get to bed on time and then at some point you just be like man who cares about going to bed on time i can miss the gym a couple of days i ain't trying to follow the rules no more i don't know who it was was like uh the other day i bought um we went shopping and there was like these soups that's over by like the sandwich part of Publix. And so I was like, I'm gonna get some soups. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't have to order out. I don't have to cook nothing messed up. I'm gonna just heat up some soup next time I'm hungry. And so I was picking out these soups and one of them was turkey, sausage, kale, and something. And mm. I got, uh, so Karen was making like sandwich. She was like, you want me to heat you up some soup? I was like, oh yeah, thank you. I'm gonna edit this show. You hook, heat up the soup. Thank you. I appreciate you, baby. She comes and brings the soup and I'm eating it and I took like one or two spoonfuls. I was like, what the fuck is this and i looked and it was <laughs> it was that turkey sausage kale whatever and i said who did i think i was two <laughs> days ago when i bought this like i don't know why I thought, who did i think i was like that's on me that's not even on Publix. i'm not even gonna call they soup nasty i know i don't like chicken turkey sausage and kale i knew that before i bought that so that's how i feel like america was with the coronavirus we was just basically like who did we think we were we was gonna wear a mask right. and listen to scientists yeah. i don't think so let's go outside <laughs> and I, I saw this story about the new york times story about how the european union is considering banning americans from coming to their countries i was like please do this yes. like because we need to be shamed in every possible way mm-hmm. these other countries mexico all them ban us from coming there yes. because we deserve it we Me- deserve all this like what if this is how trump get that wall built in mexico they'd be like you know what we are gonna build your wall because and y'all, you know what? Right. y'all are no longer welcome <laughs> like we gonna be trying to climb the wall like no let us no. in no mm-hmm. no you stay mm-hmm. oh man how right. how y'all about said y'all want to be away from us so here you go <laughs> what about the podcast jamel hill is unbothered on spotify uh you guys can check it out i listen to it um you've had some dope guests yes what like is the rona making it easier to get these guests harder to get these guests like how's that going uh i think it it makes it i want to say slightly easier uh a lot of the guests that i'll be rolling out in season two were people who already confirmed pre-rona and it had to be put off but then there's been some new guests that have emerged that um are really you know, I don't know if I would have had the same opportunity to get them if not for this virus. Like to, uh, today, I taped the podcast with uh, Ellen Pompeo, who is amazing. Wow. And and I don't know if that would have been possible given what her schedule usually is like right, right. during to get her during this time. So from from that standpoint, it's been good. And it's just, I mean, I suspect this will be a reality for a lot of people who are working from home. Is that once you start getting into the rhythm and flow of doing these things, then you kind of it's going to allow you to, to, I think, have a more efficient operation. Like I was paying hella fees to have 
the podcast in studio. Mm-hmm. And I had never, like, I didn't do phoners. Everybody came in studio. And now that we've been forced at home, like, I don't think I'm going back to the studio. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's really no reason to. Like, you guys have always done it this way. So mm-hmm. you are way more accustomed to it. I've never done, um, you know, podcasting this way. And so I'm just like, you know what? This might be really the mm-hmm. the look for 2020 and, and beyond. I mean, it's, it, as long as the guests continue to be comfortable with it, as long as they are, the bookings still remain what they are, mm-hmm. I don't really see a reason for me to go back doing it the way I was doing it before. And a lot of the technology has come along a long way since yes. we started. Cause we used to be like holding Ooh. up speakers to the microphone type shit, and so like now <laughs> you can like yeah you can like see somebody's yeah. face, you can kind of record like on a go live with it, you can do so many yeah. things with it, and it got to be more convenient. Now you don't have to get up and like drive out, yeah. and you know time know. it. The guest doesn't have to get their schedule together, so I know it has to be a lot more convenient. Yeah, what about yeah? It's definitely more convenient. Um, although I do wonder you know I, I got a closet full of clothes and yet i've rotated <laughs> probably four pair of jogging pants right i'm sure i'm like when am i the, when is the next time i'm gonna actually dress up and go somewhere i think it's it's an excellent day or not a, it, like i consider dressing up now putting on a bra right like if yes. i put on a bra i'm just like i'm clearly going somewhere right like, which you know what i'm saying this right. has been real good for uh, women everywhere because we've been mm-hmm. living our best brawless lives for like the last yes. four Yes, <laughs> and yoga pants and jogging pants. Yoga, mm-hmm. Jogging pants. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to, I mean, I got all this Ted Baker and this other bullshit in my closet. I'm like, nah, I'm going I'm <laughs> to get the track suit. And, as, <laughs> as a, and also as a husband, I love it because it's just like, <laughs> you know, unless like if you wake up and your girl got on the bra, it's like, wait, what's the plan? What Are you leaving me? Are you going somewhere? Like, right. what is, what did I do? Did I do something? Because, you know, there's no need for all that in this house. There's no pretenses. OK, no. Like you get in the bed Although and she got I, on her clothes. It's like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Although I do have to mess with the guys a little bit because like women, we had a reason to look a little raggedy during the, the pandemic because right. it, like, you know, we need somebody else generally to perform another service for us to look at our best. So we True. need, you know, you need somebody to do your nails and you know, you could maybe get by, but generally speaking, you, you need that somebody to do your hair um, and, and other maintenance things that we had to do. Y'all motherfuckers was like, we just give up. And I'm yeah. like, but you just got old hair. Like, I was just saying like, all y'all had beards. All y'all had beards. I'm like, I mean, I know you've always had a beard, so yeah. it's a little different, but the man was just like, I'm just letting it go. I'm like, you don't even have to do that much. That's the, like, I don't, that I don't is, get it. The benefit of giving up the fight over hair early and going bald and cutting it myself is that I can maintain my same image, but my homies, when I, you know, zooming with them, when I'm Skyping with them, whatever, it's rough out there, man. They were going, they had the ritual going to the barbershop and you could tell they not going no more, which I, which I'm always happy. I actually don't like when i see my homies and they got the fresh lineup i'm like what you uh what you do to get that lineup bro you ain't uh <laughs> you social distancing everything good you're not you're not risking it all for the edge up because you're gonna be in the house anyway <laughs> ain't no events you supposed to be in the house you just want to look nice on facebook nah like go ahead and let it be rough but you're right though it is men men have definitely let it go y'all just was like yeah we give up and i'm like yeah. i'm like oh my god you yeah. give up for like i mean and i know the guys who who have bald heads who just yeah. gave up and i'm like but you can cut your own you can hair cut your, right. and they just like ah yeah. yeah i think it is what you said i think they do kind of just miss that 
interaction at the barbershop, but that's not going to be the same now because, you know, now at most barbershops, you can't wait inside anymore. Right. Yeah. So, you can't yeah. even have nobody come in to sell bootlegs. You can't nah, have that, that one person that say this all a conspiracy from the 5G towers because, <laughs> you know, he's not paying for no haircuts. He just like to come in and talk. He can't come in there no more. So come on, right. it's and, a solemn experience, like a funeral in there. Come on. And the thing is, Jamel, they were barely holding on anyway. Right. But yet they had such high standards for us. It was mm. just like, here's a little yeah. bit of work. And they was like, the fuck? But no, I want you to pull on the bra, <laughs> put on pantyhose, do makeup, do your hair, put your lipstick on. But what? I am barely going to move home. Leaving comments on people's Instagram. Like, like, yeah, I wouldn't even mess with her. Like, nigga, that is Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Shut up. She wouldn't mess with you. <laughs> like stop but yeah it, my but i also love that it's become the great equalizer because you know how people used to be like i put on my hair and my makeup for me this is not yeah. about you it's not about jobs men whatever this is about how i feel inside that myth died after like a week i'm not doing all this shit we might have lost that fight yeah <laughs> yes. like, no these the, the the 50 can stay in the case okay it's no need i would have plenty of it i'm not wasting 50 on you that's no. like come on you got to be special <laughs> i pulled a 50 out that's what a lot of husbands found out i'm not wasting any of this <sighs> the stuff stays in the closet um but yeah so who have been some of your like favorite guests that's coming up for season two i feel like seasons is the way to go to podcast we messed up by doing this uh everyday thing we should have been like it's seasons uh and season is off you guys uh we'll be back when we feel like it like we should have did that too. <laughs> well uh for season two regina king was was great um yes and but but uh of the upcoming guests that i have i mean everybody i've had so far has been you know really good and and unique in their own way yvonne orgy had me laughing hysterically oh, yeah. for most of it but um you know sort of coming up uh the one all i just say the podcast i did with jennifer lewis it's mm. so epic i mean we were on we were on zoom for two hours and when i tell you jennifer lewis is every bit the jennifer lewis you think she is it was amazing and um if you haven't read her book her book is crazy mm. like this woman has lived a life and uh you know we and she tells it all like she's incredibly honest mm. and, and brutally so uh you know and then i had to mess with her a little bit because jennifer the i know she plays usually has been cast a lot as somebody's mama somebody's auntie yeah. or what or elder jennifer lewis is a pimp that's all <laughs> like y'all don't know <laughs> jennifer lewis her jersey in the rafters. She got a yellow jacket on. Y'all don't know. I was like, when I read the book, I was like, Jennifer. <laughs> that's why it's called. That's why it's called acting, right? Yeah. She be on there acting I mean, like somebody mama. <laughs> she talking about how she done knocked down Gregory Has. I was like, oh, I was ready. Man. I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man, she's like Jennifer. She and she's such a lovely woman, and um, you know, just just really uh, you know uh, she's not just lovely but she she's really somebody who has such a strong sense of herself and yeah. so i really enjoyed you know getting to know her and, and talking to her and as i mentioned um, ellen pompeo is going to be on the podcast and um i enjoyed uh our conversations that we had the one next week uh i went hometown a little bit royce the five nine oh. my brother from the d yeah, yeah so and he was great. Another another person. I've I've really hit uh, an incredible streak of people who come on the podcast 
and don't mind being as per the name unbothered and don't mind being completely honest about, you know, situations and things that they face in their lives. So it's been a real learning experience for me. And, um, you know, I miss being able to talk to people in kind of unfiltered environments. I know, I guess I shouldn't say I missed it because I don't know if I ever really had it. (laughs) So to be able to do that, uh, in the environment that the, the intimate environment that a podcast create it's really been amazing yeah i i love ellen pompeo too because uh i feel like she's definitely coming to the cookout like she's so like, oh woke sure. and all yeah. that shit and then like even when she fuck up like she'll be like i fucked up that was on me y'all right mm-hmm. like so yep. which is like the hardest level really because normally when people fuck up they be like actually if you think about it y'all fucked up so like i love that <laughs> like, <that's laughs> right. no nah, um, she she does that she owns her shit and she you know the thing is um and this is something we discussed on, on the podcast is is that i think people attribute her being uh, so vocal about social justice issues and racial oppression to the fact that she's married to a black man. And I'm not saying that that doesn't have anything to do with it, right. but <clears throat> she's been fucking with black folks for a long time. Right. And like, this is going back to her growing up. And that's something that we, you know, we talked about. And um, I'm most, what I'm most proud of is on the podcast. She starts singing next lifetime by Erica Badu. And I just was like, I never mm, saw this coming. And mm. it such a moment right now <laughs> see we have we, we have a little game that we invented here on the show um it was uh, on one of the episodes behind the paywall but it's called uh which white people can play spades mm-hmm. so Ooh. Like, yeah, that, that list was pretty good Ooh. yeah that sounds like ellen pompeo can probably play spades mm-hmm. yeah, you know? yeah she'd be at the spade table to. yeah like it's that it's a proximity yeah. to blackness type of thing like travis kelsey can play spades i'm sure oh travis kelsey know. definitely can play spades. but like drew Brees mm-hmm. probably can't play spades no. you know mm-hmm. so it's so it's nah. not like you know what i mean so like it's not necessarily just whether people even like you or don't like you joe biden can probably play spades he's been around black people so fucking long if he hasn't picked up space, I would be shocked if that man can't play space. But, you know, Tom Brady probably can't play space. You know, he's coming around. He's kind of woke and everything right now, but. He ain't quite made it to the spade table I yet. can't see him at the spade table. I don't think Bernie can but play space. You know, you know who I think can play space? I don't know what. I bet you Gronk could play spades. I bet you Gronk. Yo, Gronk seemed like he could play spades because he, because he wanted them, he wanted them cool with everybody dudes. You know, that, that yep. guy that's like, what are y'all doing over here? It's like, man, get away from him. You don't know about no damn space. You're like, let me play. Let's, somebody teach me or some shit. I can see Gronk learning. Yeah. I bet you Elizabeth Warren could play spades. I think at this point, I think she had, had to learn. Like, yeah. I don't think she always knew, but by now she know. You know, right. like, and and I and I think I think she's the person that will see people playing. They will ask her to play, and she will always decline. They yeah. like, but you can play. She was, uh-uh, I'm I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I think your boy. <laughs> uh, I think our boy uh, Baker Mayfield. I think he know how to play spades. I oh, he can play spades. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he know no. how to play spades. I mean, man. he did the whole wipe me down dance. Like he did. He yeah, play yeah. <laughs> my, that's my. Now babe. you know what would be funny is that. Like, you should do the inverse of that game and think of black people who can't, who play, space? can't play space. Oh, see, I'm scared of right. that game because I don't want them to get offended because, you know, we take it personal. And if I get wrong, somebody might really seek me out. Like, this, like, <laughs> white people don't take it as serious as us. But if I get it wrong, I'll be like, like, I remember I made a joke that, uh, Ava DuVernay, every picture I've ever seen with her looks like she's about to run a Boston on somebody in space. It's not. Go look it up. Y'all, Google image search Ava DuVernay if y'all listening. Every fucking picture, like she's just like, 
Look at her hand, thinking. You about to get set. You don't even know. You about to get, I'm spade tight over here. But I said that joke on Twitter and then she was like, um, oh, this seems, this seems like a great compliment. Is now the time to admit I don't know how to play spades? And I was like, oh no. But you know what? But, she, but she's also from Los Angeles, though. Like, and I noticed that it is a regional thing. So they dominoes. Yeah, you have dominoes. A lot of people, exactly. A lot of people in LA do not know how to play space. So she might get a regional pass on that one. Because now you you could have asked the next question like do you know how to play dominoes and if she, and said, she probably yes, would have known like, okay. yeah i'm i'm just scared because right. yeah. i you know these niggas be blackjack and i'd be scared to get into that with them. <laughs> they get too serious about that shit i'm, I'm like it's just jokes y'all I'm like, no i can't believe i watch selma and you i'm like okay <laughs> they, they, they feel like you're attacking their black card i got my stamp you see my my spade badge on my sash you ain't gonna take it off i know and how how's your we, like we do it like freedom papers yeah right? yes! we really do we really like yeah. you like you a spy in the revolution because is that is that the test for black lives matter it's like all right so you got uh is you going joker joker deuce or what are you doing come on like what are you doing exactly? joker joker ace i mean because, how are we doing this you know do you play with a kitty it's, are you putting it, yeah. what are you putting in the kitty is deuces wild because everybody had their own rules so you gotta ask the questions up front. <laughs> we got the feds in here y'all I, shut it down right, shut I, it down right they'd they be like are we playing with a kitty like what's happening here <laughs> so uh how's your experience changed on twitter over the past like couple years because i feel like you know you are obviously as a black woman in sports you was already catching hell for every comment anyway you know you'd be like it's tuesday it's like i hate you die but now you know now, now it's like you you got like politics you got uh just twitter in general and the vibes there you got like black twitter and the pressure to always kind of be on or off like how's that affecting you uh i think you know like i saw some things today that i was like do i want do I want this for my life today or do I want to just like not want this for my life, you know? And I, and I find myself making that decision a lot. It's about conserving my energy. Right. Um, and you know, this like a lot of these things all matter for mm-hmm. sure, but there are some conversations. I think I'm a little bit more strategic about whether or not I choose to enter in the conversation, not because I'm worried about any kind of personal cost, but I'm more or less worried about my mental bandwidth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm with you, but like, I just really don't have the mental space to even get into this deep discussion. Cause nothing, you know how it is in, in Twitter. Like shit is just on, ongoing, you know, yeah. they, they, people still coming at me for tweets about the police from two weeks ago. Right. So it's just like, you know, I need to have a bit of a shut off valve when it comes to, you know, certain, uh, you know, topics. And I, I think I have a, a deeper appreciation, especially this year, this time for, you know, silly topics. Like, yeah. for example, the one that emerged yesterday. So I did not know people sleeping with the door open or closed was such a polarizing issue. It is. Right? Like, I am for sleeping with the door open because, mm. well, I don't have kids. I, like, if you have kids, I understand if you sleep right. with it closed. If you have roommates, I understand if you sleep with it closed. But, like, if it's just you or, like, you know, you mm-hmm. like, you know, my husband and I don't have any kids. It's just I was like, why are we keeping the door closed? Like, for what? You know what I'm I, saying? I, we, and we, then I realized yeah. black people paranoid as fuck. Right. Yes. I mean, if I'm right. here, I don't want nobody walking up in here on me like, we'll close it and lock it. You be like, ain't nobody in there but you and you got the alarm on. But I want to hit a burglar before he get to me. Right. They got to kill the door. Said. They got to. They got like, 
they gotta kill the bedroom door before they kill us that's my yeah, warning that give me time to run like, oh he done oh he killing the door let me get up because of course i sleep closer to the door y'all know why because i gotta die first that's the rule come on that's exactly. the, so now i'm got the disadvantage I, of being a man i'm sorry i'm trying to die okay karen's a feminist except for that i gotta die first and then karen's probably escaping out the window or something like that so that's the rule that's why you had the door closed you know it's the same reason black people lock the front door you know and white people don't lock the front door to their house i mean unless jamel you lock the front door to your house right please Okay, uh, okay, yeah. okay, all right. Well, that's how we feel about the bedroom door. We, that we, same we, way. We well, that, that, that's not the same, though. No. Somebody can walk from outside <laughs> to come in your your house, right? Mm-hmm. In the front door. So that makes all the sense. Yeah. You in your own house, in the bedroom. No like, matter. I mean, mm-hmm. and especially because a lot of people, as you just put it, like have alarms. Like, we have an alarm system. Mm-hmm. We got ring cameras. We got all of this. So it's like, what? We do what, too. What kind of uh, what kind of super burglar is gonna come up in here? <laughs> Listen, and people are like, what if a, a last line of defense? It needs to be the door. I'm like, if he gets to the door, I don't know what do kind of think, maybe time. I don't know if that reaction time. Y'all reaction time ain't what it think. Like what y'all right, okay. Maybe most of us are oh we 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 don't move that quick no more. But maybe Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible is breaking in my house and he's suspended from the ceiling <laughs> and he done got past all the defenses and then he didn't plan for the locked door. He like, Oh damn, they got me. You know what I'm saying? Let me get up out of here. I don't know what I was thinking. These black people are ready, you know? And if nothing else, even if I can't save my own life, it gives you a time to throw up like a quick prayer to be like God, I'm sorry. And then just, you know, then when you get killed, you go to heaven. You know? Hope you make it. It's like a one second of warning. Right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, in all the scenarios, because according to everybody who told me that they keep it closed, the person they're imagining they're keeping it closed from is like a Jason Bourne type, like yes. a mixture between Jason Bourne and Freddy Krueger. And I'm like, you realize with this super individual you created in your mind, you ain't going to have enough time with that door. Okay? <laughs> like, it's not happening. So I don't really get it, it, why. I, I fought our parents. I'm not going to lie, because this is something that, that's literally pushed down from generation to generation, because we didn't come up with this out of the blue. So it's one of those right. things where it went from generation to generation till you're like a lot of people keep the door shut and locked because of kids because they like if we ain't here doing our thing we want Mm. privacy so we don't want you just busting up in here for a lot of people with children your bedroom in my opinion your bedroom should be a a sanctuary the kids got the rest of the house the whole entire house from, but from, we don't have kids and you still are very passionate about locking the door to the bedroom it. so that's not <laughs> Wait, really okay hold on so hold you up. not only close the bedroom door you lock it oh we lock yeah. it oh Absolutely. yeah yes no <laughs> i mean you know what it is it's it's the title of every episode of season one of black as fuck because of slavery i bet that's what it is you know what because we never got to have nothing they didn't have that- Right, they didn't have no doors. They definitely had no. I got a door, so I'ma lock it. Right, so black people probably been in there like this is my space, and (laughs) I'm locking it. And what do you do when your children is bad? Take the door off the hood. Exactly, take the door off the hinge, and then you be like, you ain't got no door. You ain't got no privacy. Doors is a matter of black freedom. Doors is a luxury. Doors, doors is is how we knew our lives. Particularly paying rent. Right, that's how we found out. You like because you like because slaves had the original open concept Mm -hmm. uh, plan. We we not into it. Are liberated we not into it okay because white people white people see open doors they be like that's mine and that's mine and i'll take some of this it's like no, no we gotta lock the door you gotta ask permission now none of this is yours so we just went and built extra doors to lock more doors in our houses i, I get it i'm i'm now on board with this black lives matter holler at me. Now, but, 
I'm out now, here. are you also feeling that way about closets, though? Like, do you must the closet door? Because it was because so, people were going down a, a, a deep well when this conversation brought up. Like, they need their closet door closed. They need all the doors in the house closed. I'm like, from who? Okay. Karen, Karen closes the closet door and the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right? And the bathroom door. Yes, even when we're like sleep. I don't know why. I definitely don't like the bathroom door closed because, like, if I get up in the middle of the night, <laughs> I'm trying to take the least Thank amount you. of brain energy to Maybe take a leap. Maybe it's something I need to break, but but so. I but I'm like. Yeah, and I know ain't nobody getting in the closet because there's no entry there. But right. you know, the bathroom got a window, so maybe this Jason Bourne can sneak through the window. I don't know. Now I am. I understand closing the closet though, because technically, that we're AC cooling that closet door, and we don't need all that. They don't need no AC up there okay. with the coats. So okay. I, yeah, so cause, okay. Cause if he walk boom. through the wall and get in there, he gonna get a good sweat. I'm not. Well, see, you the one worried about. You the one worried about some ghost person coming through the wall. I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying that makes sense. I'm not gonna argue with you about closing closet door. Save us some AC. But the the bathroom door. If you gotta take a leak in the middle of the night, the last thing you want to do is turn your brain on and open up the door because once your brain is up then you up and now you can't just go back to sleep you want to take the least amount of brain effort to to to, to leak to use the bathroom at night so i I like that door being open and see jamel this is why now the the toilet is actually a disco i got one of them lights that go up underneath the toilet that that goes like 14 different colors yeah okay so you got like the super night light up in there yes right so you don't have to turn on the light because i you i I would go to the bathroom in the dark i was like i'm not waking up but if you do but if you but if you oh if you leave the door open sometimes it will pick up stuff outside the bathroom so maybe that's a good reason to close it i don't know this is a complicated topic <laughs> that we will have to come back yeah, to again. I see. Black people are doors. We got issues. Okay. Like, we do. We, we, I, but I admit, I admit that that's me. I, I, I got issues. Well, I feel like um, <laughs> the silly stuff for Twitter is like where the best stuff is most mm-hmm. of the time. I, like sometimes I think uh, we'll get serious on Twitter and then, or something bad happens and then like collectively black Twitter spends a lot of time like explaining shit to white people. And so then it's like, oh, you know, it's like work almost. Like, let me log in and tell these motherfuckers why you can't be killing them. <laughs> so I like, I do like when they do silly stuff like that and when people go back and forth it's about fun. jokes and building all stuff. So maybe I'll introduce which white people could play space to black Twitter and. Dude, that's a, that's that a phenomenal conversation. <laughs> phenomenal. See what happens yeah. over there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, speaking of sports, okay. Um, Sports is coming back everywhere except America, obviously. Um, what you, <laughs> what you think about all these like plans people is making with the Rona just sitting out there like waiting on them with the like Birdman I, in the window? Trying to tell you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's again, it's just interesting that our default position is acting as if Rona gave up. I'm like, Rona was just like, I'm still up in VIP, whether y'all let me in or not. Like, I'm. I got a couple bottles. I got some girls. Like Ro- the, Rona is still the, thriving up in VIP. The, the right? party's still over here. I don't care if and, y'all cut the lights off and left the room. We still got the party going. And VIP all drinks on me. Come on, wipe, wipe yourself down. No. Wipe, wipe yourself down. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna wipe myself so, down. You better. <laughs> and so I, I understand that sports is an entire economy and games not being played is not just about the players not getting paid it's about staff coaches like an entire economy of personnel uh and yet it feels it it doesn't feel right that they're back even though i very much understand the reasons why they feel the need to be back 
mostly because like I don't I've seen the NBA pro- protocols. It looks like some shit from Minority Report. I'm sure that they will. It's just like, y'all got rings, y'all got all this. Y'all try to, you know, surveil people's movements, essentially. But you know, look, nature and human beings tell you, and they rich. They ain't following them damn rules. Come on. Like, it's not happening. It's not. They gonna happening. figure. They gonna figure a way out of this. They gonna have. Yeah. You gonna walk in somebody's room and like LeBron gonna have on ten rings and the teammates gonna be gone. They gonna be like, oh, what, oh, what, we couldn't track them. They they at the club. Like something <laughs> gonna happen. Yeah, and me, and me and Roger already uh, thought about this. We were saying that the 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 groupies are gonna be in full force, right? We know they're gonna be at Disney World, so right. I, I, gonna I, I joke, our joke was they're gonna be under the Mickey Mouse costumes. Mm-hmm. They're gonna walk in there. <laughs> the whole park is gonna be women. Yep, they look like Instagram models, and ain't nobody gonna know what happened. The bell, the bellhop gonna be a, gonna be fine. Like, <laughs> oh, they're gonna be on full force. <laughs> like, why is the bellhop in here so beautiful? What is happening with this Disney Resort? I, it's no way you're gonna keep them out. They they are like no, that I mean, person that's gonna sneak into your house and open up the door. That's how crafty now, they, they will find get. a way to get in if ain't nobody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that is very true. But even but you know realize like it, it doesn't really even have to be groupies. I mean it's gonna be it, it's gonna be some side chicks that's gonna be able yes. to be, that's gonna be in position. Absolutely, right? so, absolutely. Yeah, I mean when you think about all the stuff that you're quarantining some people in com- uh, completely, you're talking about, you know, having barbers on deck, mm-hmm. being away from their families or their families coming in at some point, like it is, it's a lot that goes to it. And the other thing is I'm wondering how people will react when a major star gets COVID. I mean, that, and that was no a shade at Rudy Gobert because I know right. and Donovan Mitchell, obviously, who are two named players, but that right. was when everything shut down. Right. Are we, are we okay as uh, the public watching a game and they just announced oh uh yeah well you know tonight Kawhi Leonard is out to, uh, indefinitely with COVID right you know what I'm saying it, it, it's going to influence the competition um and, and that matter like how are we going to even look at whoever is the champion this year right they're going to put so many asterisks mm-hmm. next to this title that it's just and that doesn't mean the season isn't worth playing but it, it it's just a lot to consider with football, I just don't really even see why the NFL is pretending like they're going to start on time. Or college football either, where they're willing to sacrifice, you know, students mm. and make them guinea pigs to see what will happen. I mean, you're talking, and especially at that age, man, you're talking about 50, 60 young people mm-hmm. who we see young people been out here wilding from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, they ain't been distancing. So it's just like, look, it's only a matter of time before. COVID ravages a team. I mean, you have players now we're finding out from NFL teams, there's several players that have tested positive before they even get to camp. Yes. So I'm just like, what in what environment, like how do you see this not leading to, you know, future um, you know, like not just positive tests, but like it's just too much personnel needed for an NFL team. You you that would think just, that it, the coaches would be scared because they the old people. Right. They the one in the range. I'd yeah. be like like if I was a college coach right now, I'd be like, hell no, we ain't playing, man. Like you know how rich I am. I can't spend this money when I'm dead. They can wait. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean that's a, yeah, you're also you're right. You're dealing with a more vulnerable population and not just head coaches, like a lot of assistants ain't yeah. spring chickens either. Come on. And you bring in other, you know, staff or whatever. I'm just like, this to me has all the makings of a nightmare. 
yeah i like i just can't believe and like i do get why you know if you worry about your money you know cbas and stuff like that like i get why players have that profit motive and all that stuff why the owners have a profit motive but i don't know this just seemed like one where everybody need to chill out you know but i i, I can't lie though i guess i'm a hypocrite because i will absolutely watch this shit like that is nothing oh yeah TV. i mean i'm suggesting <laughs> most people don't watch it i mean they're gonna get big ratings too yeah ain't nothing like, on tv yeah, I'm about it, but it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be a, a bit of an uncomfortable experience ever since insecure ended it's nothing else to do okay I, <laughs> somebody need to be playing every sunday okay that we are out of michael jordan documentary we are out <laughs> i don't i never cared about Lance Armstrong uh you know Bruce Lee was dope that was only one show like we out of stuff okay it's time for some people I'll watch these niggas play two on two I will do it okay don't don't sleep so I I, I hate to be part of the problem but I feel like I'm part of the problem right now so <laughs> you might be part of the problem yeah. but it's okay we are we all are complicit for sure yeah. we're yes. all complicit oh man um well we also have some games that we play here and we love right. to play some games with us okay um we have we have songs too for the games we have theme songs Um, we ain't the best singers so just let you know that up front the first (laughs) game is a little game we like the little ditty we like to call fucking with black people we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game that goes all around the globe and finds different articles that make us feel fucked with as black people and we assign point scores from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's see who's fucking with us today Ah. A high school principal has been investigated over racist Facebook rant. Um, <laughs> the New York City Department of Education has launched an investigation into a troubling Facebook post penned by an employee of Staten Island High School. What? Staten Island? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretends to be shocked. <laughs> right. da, da, da. Deborah Morse Cunningham who serves as the assistant principal of the new Dorp high school is still at work despite sharing a lengthy status on uh update in which she pondered the nature of privilege by referring to a number of racial stereotypes what is privilege morris cunningham asked in the post which has now been deleted mm. it's never never a good sign when the post has been deleted <laughs> very rarely does is that something you would stand behind <clears throat> privilege is wearing two hundred dollar sneakers when you never had a job privilege is wearing three hundred dollar beats headphones while living on public assistance privilege is living in public subsidized housing where you don't have a water bill where rising property taxes and rents and energy costs have absolutely no effect on the amount of food you can put on your table privilege is having as many children as you want regardless of your employment status and be able to send them off to daycare or school you don't pay for according to staten island live morse cunningham's facebook status was spotted by a parent who then started a change.org petition (laughs) come on through parent listen you was not gonna teach my kid no 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 ma'am here's what i don't think racism has changed in the last two or three months but what has absolutely changed is us having the time 
Mm-hmm. Right, because yes, we got it now. Yes, you ain't lying. People you definitely at the time now. Like it, like I feel like people was always like being in the streets and messing with black people and stuff. Like, oh, I hate you niggers or whatever. But it's like I gotta get to work. I I don't got time. Oh, you know, I'm late already. I waited on that Popeyes. I shouldn't have did that. I'm a, I got a meeting, and then you just dip. <laughs> but now black people are stopping. Like, hold on, let me get my phone out. No, now say that again. What was I? Uh, let me get your whole face. Okay, all right. Black Twitter do your thing. Find where she lives um there so deborah according to staten online so yeah okay deborah morse cunningham a longtime educator and assistant principal at new dorp high school in south shore staten island has decided to use her platform and social media presence to post anti-black messaging during this time she recently posted a rant to her public facebook page detailing vicious stereotypes and racial profiling directed at the black community as someone responsible for the tutelage of our youth this is especially troubling and problematic rhetoric to say the least Oh, she messed with the wrong mm. one. Mm. She messed with one of the woke ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know what else? And because we do have the time, what you're finding out. I mean, we all suspected this. We knew this to be the case. As in black people, we didn't do, right? Mm-hmm. But what more people are are finding out and discovering is that your faves are problematic. Like everybody has, you know, we talk, talk about teachers and, um, you know, they are generally they're making a positive contribution right. to society. But they're in, much like the police, they're in that untouchable group of people you can never criticize. Because mm-hmm. if you ever criticize a teacher, you know, it's like, then you anti-teacher, then you, you know, pro your kids being ignorant as fuck. Like, this, they want to attach all this other stuff to it, but they don't understand how dangerous it is when people like the white supremacists you just, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just um, uh, read from her, her rhetoric, like how dangerous it is when those people are in, in in a position to influence your kids or influence your life. And there's been a lot of teachers who've been outed for being, you know, racist and Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it's more shameful when it's a teacher because they write in front of books. Like, what y'all been reading? Like, y'all don't have an excuse for not having the information. You actually have it and you still are racist. And it's even scarier because prison and schools are so tied now. Mm -hmm. Like, a kid hits the wrong path. Mm. You can literally mess that kid up for life. You can set them on a path from, like, education to, like, prison. Just like that. By, like, detention, suspensions. Police are in the schools. So you start calling them for little, you know, infractions here and there. And who you make the decision to call the police on and who you don't can be influenced by your racial animus towards one race and not the other so like absolutely like she could have messed up so many kids and people been giving her the benefit of doubt like those kids must be bad or whatever and you find out like maybe jamario is telling the truth and the principal is racist you know um but yeah, yeah so, I mean, okay. and i and i appreciate that she hit all of the bigot, she she had a perfect score on the bigoted stereotypes bingo card. Yes, like perfect. Oh, oh squares. When she finished three hundred dollar beats, like who the fuck got three hundred dollar beats? Like, do beats cost three hundred? And I should be like, I did not know they they, they got three hundred dollar beats. Like, right. <laughs> I also like that, that she would fail at prices, right? Also, yes. you also you know that that means when she sees black, she thinks poor. So even if it was like a black kid from yeah. like the Ooh, suburbs yes. with some yeah. with some beats that his parents got him for his great grades whatever the reason is you know her first mind is like a broke negro and some big beats this is the problem with the people right here you think she feel proud of herself that like she sent that out she's like bingo yeah. <laughs> what my pride yeah. she that, you, ain't, you ain't lying that was definitely one of those uh where she she laid that outfit out the night before school yeah, like, she I'm did gonna kill with this I'm gonna kill him with this and it was like what you gonna kill is the unemployment law <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man so um yeah teachers and staff have okay so they released a statement you know they always have to do the we looking into it and the racism has no place and blah 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 um monday new york city mayor bill de blasio said he had not seen the post but was very concerned uh no one in a position of authority should use racially insensitive language especially someone who's an educator and kids look up to he stated um yeah now i think she'll be able to hide behind this because she never said black Mm. she only used Mm. stereotypes you think think ultimately she better get away with it i think she's gonna be fine now now that doesn't help Mm. the score uh in fucking with black people but i think she'll keep her job because she can be like i was just talking about kids in general she can even flip it on you why would you think i was meaning black what so what are you trying to say everybody got the words now only black people wear beats headphones now you should look at yourself like i think she can pull that off <laughs> um so zero to a hundred karen how much do you feel fucked with the intervals of 25 a hundred but that's if she's smart enough because sometimes some of them ain't smart enough and they'll double down okay all right jamel how do you feel mm. you know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna go with a, with a lower score i think i only feel fucked with about like a 75 okay you okay. know because um uh, one i need her to update her game like that's some old shit like that's some <laughs> stereotypes from the 80s like she just updated the technology because she said beats and shoes yeah. just like you know we kind of look i'm old enough to remember ronald reagan ronald reagan and the welfare queen okay (laughs) i mean it's like so it was no originality in it Mm. where i could give her a little bit more credit for for fucking with she pulled she uh pulled like a deaf comedy jam like you know black people drive like this white people drive like (laughs) like the old school racism um i'm gonna give her um i'm gonna give her a hundred for the throwback classic racism you know and mostly the the really reason i'm giving her hundreds because i absolutely do not expect her to lose her job i really don't i don't think nothing gonna happen to her and that's what made me mad because i because now the kids gotta go to school knowing she races like they're like you racist as hell you still how you still here like my life is in your hands so uh all right let's go to those kids need to be petty if i were them i would all somebody you know what some some somebody out there should start a crowdfunding campaign that they all get beat and walk into them with class yes and, and, and walk into him walk into her classroom everybody got on a, a, a pair of beats <laughs> right. and see what she said and, and and some jordans right she gonna melt and some jordans <laughs> she gonna melt down like the uh like the chancellor of a college at the end of one of them old school frat movies <laughs> you know they'd be like you know oh! you broke yeah. <laughs> right. what are you doing headphones i hate beats all right let's go to the next one family of the woman who portrays aunt jemima Ask Quaker Oats to reconsider their rebrand. Now, yesterday on our cookout invitation segment, we did let uh Quaker Oats and uh Conagra, I can't remember everybody else, but we let all the Mrs. brands yeah, all the brands okay. that Uncle took okay. Yeah, we let them come to the cookout because you know they was okay. like black people don't like this. But then today we find out that apparently the family of the woman who was the um the model for aunt jemima are upset because they're like lillian richard is her name she considered she considered a hero in her hometown of hawkins texas represented the aunt jemima brand for 23 years a career has she has made an honest living out of as well as one her family is proud of richard was the face of aunt jemima from 1925 to 1940 a time very few black women even had job opportunities 
and they said uh her family we don't want that history to be erased said vera harris we could ask that you reconsider just wiping that away i would i wish we would take a breath and not just get rid of everything because good or bad it's our history removing that wipes away a part of me a part of each of us what i'm like a face like uh now it's tough because you never want to tell somebody's family how to feel about something but i got questions i'm like so you think it's a positive that they considered her a befuddled uh diminished mammy like that's a good thing because she made a living off of it i mean you know if you just if we weren't talking about aunt jemima Mm -hmm. and you replaced it with uh um uh, what we've been saying, the conversation we've been having about the, the Confederate statues, it would sound literally the same. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she's like, this is heritage, not not hate, yep. y'all. Heritage, okay. not hate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so zero to a hundred, Karen. Damn, I really feel fucked with on that one. Mm. I'm going to give it a fifty. Uh, my thing is that. Uh, they make so much money, they probably could just give them a lump sum of money mm-hmm. and be like, okay, we understand, you know, your connection, and we understand that she was the face, but people have been complaining about it since it's been conceived. Like, I've always heard people say, complained about it. So it's one of those things where they're like, we have to move on. We can't stay here. Just because we take her name off doesn't mean we're going to erase the history. You can still find It's not like the internet going to go away. It's not like you can't Google it. Like, you know, it's not like it's quote-unquote erased nowadays. Years ago, I could see you saying that because you didn't have the technology and, and the things to preserve history like you do now. Mm-hmm. So I could, I could see them saying, okay, here's a lump sum of money mm-hmm. because we're getting ready to discontinue or either do something where you're still working with them or you're still giving to them to that town or that community like they can come up with something to mm. to appease the family but it in my opinion it still needs to go it doesn't just because it's connected to your family and it has a and you feel like you don't want to lose that tradition does not mean that the other black people are like but you do know stereotypes right okay all right what about you Jamel? man i think this one i mean this one is like a hundred for me because i know that we've all seen what happens in these situations is that people use this argument because it's coming from black people to undermine other arguments and progress that we trying to make. So while I'm sensitive to what her family um, is feeling at the same time, I, I just kind of feel like it's kind of dangerous to say that mm-hmm. and to just be, and to just uh, be okay with them using this in this way. Now she played this, she played this character for 23 years. Mm-hmm. The original uh, 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 Jemima is a, is a descendant of a slave. Right. So, I mean, it's just like, and they specifically went, you know, the brothers uh, that started. Uh oh, Jamel froze a little bit. That shit. Oh wait. Oh, hold on. I hear you. I hear you now. You froze on the screen. Mm. No, I mean the they are they when they the origination of this I think should encourage. Uh oh. Hey, hey, Jamel, yeah, do me a, do me a favor. J- refresh real quick. Refresh that that should fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just refresh real quick sorry we had a little interruption but back to your uh answer though jamel i'm sorry um so my answer uh um was that i think that that bothered me a lot because it came from black people right, right? is that so and there and that's going to be an argument used going forward when this comes up again with other kind of racist pieces of memorabilia 
And as I mentioned before, like it sounds, you could easily, this is the argument that people are making to try to uh, um, uphold Confederate statutes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is, that's like an 100 for me. All right. Yeah. And me personally, I give it, uh, man, I give it like a 50 because I do think they may genuinely feel that way as black like that family might feel that way but i mean <laughs> it's like it's like when you at a party and that one person like but i just feel like we could separate the art from the artist and play the art kelly like not, not at the party Mm-mm. like in your not car here. in your car you can do what your you want to in your time. car but at the party some people not feeling this and i won't have no fight at my party okay so no you don't get to that's how i feel with them like i, I see your confliction and all that stuff but it's just not for everyone to take on you know so too bad for them now if the brand is woke they should flip on the black people and be like you racist okay because we ready to get rid of this we just want to move on sister i don't know why y'all trying to hold us back that black capitalism is not gonna save us and they should they should flip it and then we have to get them credit um all right we got one more this is a breaking news uh fucking with black people okay this literally just happened when we lost connection with jamel okay fbi is saying no crime in bubba wallace case noose had been in the garage since 2019 the, the, the FBI, ah, what did do test the fabric a noose was just randomly in bubba wallace's garage hey you know they say if you stay ready you don't have to get ready so they just keep a noose on hand you know just in case one of them act it's, up it's still the problem it's, <laughs> it's, it's been in there for a while it's the it's the company news you know who just has a backup news <laughs> like is this like batteries you just keep one on there i know or... they're walking around you you got an extra news i lost mine yeah hey randy uh what, what, is, of... what is it randy one of them's getting up at it back here can you uh pass me the news thank you i'll be right back put this around the coffee machine uh the fbi says <laughs> The news found that Bubba Wallace's garage stall at Talladega had been there since 2019, and they were determined that no crime was committed. The FBI, along with U.S. Attorney J.E. Town, just explained the situation. On Monday, 15 special agents from the FBI conducted numerous interviews regarding the situation at Talladega Super Speedway. After a thorough review of the facts and the evidence surrounding this event, we have concluded that no federal crime was committed. The FBI learned the garage number four, where the noose was found, was assigned to Bubba Wallace last week. The investigation also revealed evidence, including authentic video confirmed by NASCAR, that the noose found in the garage number four was in that garage as early as October 2019, although the noose is now known to have been in the garage number four in 2019 nobody could have known while mr wallace would be assigned that garage last week the decision not to pursue federal charges is proper after reviewing all the available facts and all available federal laws we offer our thanks to nascar mr wallace and everyone who cooperated with this investigation hmm. a random news lord i tell you what though this is not going to be I see Jesse Smollett starting to trend again. Oh, like I, man. I, this is already bad enough the first right. time, but it's like. Yeah. I mean, his, I, I feel like his isn't as bad as Jesse's with the, you know. Oh, no, because one, he, yeah. we, he's not, a, he's not the one who did it. Right. But there was a lot of people who so wanted yes. this not to be true that they're going to be like, see, it was just randomly there. It's like, right. who has a random news? Why, why I mean, is a noose hanging in a garage for months? Why is it just there? It doesn't even make any sense. What was it doing there in the first place? Who thought it was cool in October? You know what I mean? Like a noose is not even the Confederate flag. You can't even hide behind 
the nooses mean <laughs> like with confederate flag they got all this like lies and history they could throw up at you no no it's not about that state mm-hmm. rights but then with, with the news is like what is this for Hang, hanging black people really i mean yeah i mean like there's no <laughs> other purpose i know of like what do you use a news for now granted I, I ain't country so it might yeah. be some use that i am not familiar it is, with but... it was october i bet they're gonna say halloween I bet mm. they we just hanging decorations. Uh, Karen, <laughs> you know how you decorate with nooses all the time. Karen, zero to a hundred. Uh, for me, it gets a hundred just for the simple fact that regardless of when he was assigned it mm-hmm. for the fact that it was there is a problem in the first place which 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 means the racism has been happening already and they was like pre we like premeditated racism <laughs> like we was like we're gonna put it in here in case in case somebody black come in well, here can, ever shows up yeah in case they ever show up they will know three years later four years later we meant this 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 racism yeah. will never die well 2019 so technically they could have someone could have known it was the one with the noose in there before they assigned it to him technically and then just when they got interviewed be like nah the, yeah i don't know oh it's a new thing there? And, oh. and, and, and for <laughs> me the the problem is that this probably means this was known you know what i'm right. saying it's not like this was a secret like if y'all went through videotapes and video cameras and all that stuff y'all seen it and odds are you don't want to press charges against people so you like because we don't want to press charges this is the quote-unquote excuse that we give all right what about you jamel I mean, this is like a hundred for me too, because ultimately this is going to give way too many people who are intent and insistent on arguing against racism, arguing as if racism not just doesn't exist, but they love to take these examples to try to belittle black people who have experienced real racism, of which Bubba Wallace has in this league, regardless of this news incident or not. And so um I really feel bad for him because that show of solidarity that we saw with the drivers and with Richard Petty and everybody, everything that happened in NASCAR, it's going to give people who were so comfortable with their ignorance, even more comfortable, even more comfort in that ignorance. So it's just like, you know, I, I don't wish for Bubba Wallace to be terrorized, mm. but I just hope this incident doesn't come back on him somehow. And people looking at him like, Oh, you made this up or, you know, this was, that you made a big deal out of nothing. We're not as racist as we think. Yes, NASCAR, you are as racist as we all know you are. Come on. So this gives them a handy made excuse. And that's what really does fuck with me. Yeah, I, I feel the same too. Like, cause it is going to feed into the back and forth over it. And there mm. really shouldn't be any back and forth. I mean, the Confederate flag was enough to be honest. Cause, um, the fact that Black Lives Matter is antithetical to the existence of the confederate flag says a lot about what that confederate flag stands for like you right. can't avoid it if the if the sport says we should take down the confederate flags we believe black lives matter and then the fans show up with confederate flags well what are you really showing up to say what's your statement right. so yeah it's a permanent 100 uh dracars uh so but this is progress in uh nascar this is what it's going to take you got to fight tooth and nail let's get into our last game it's time to play some we we've all called out racism okay mm-hmm. but now it's time for us to be racist and playing guess the race now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time 
that's right it's time to play guess the race the game where we go all around the world find different articles that involve crimes and all kinds of stuff and then we guess the race of the people involved and of course our two contestants today are jamel hill from the unbothered podcast and karen and the chat room plays along as well and they are all racist all right let's get into the first article an angry popeyes customer pulls a gun in martinez said his sandwich wasn't made correctly an angry popeyes <laughs> customer angry <laughs> he was he was hot because the spices took 15 minutes i mean listen it's all there it's all a, it's <laughs> a wait <laughs> i'm not saying i would have did it but i understand walter smith he probably was black <laughs> okay, okay. jamel coming off the top rope early okay i was gonna give you the details okay walter smith 24 charged friday with simple assault and carrying a concealed weapon oh, ain't his name walter? walter smith mm-hmm. the suspect left martinez restaurant the martinez restaurant after getting his order last tuesday and then he returned to complain that his sandwich wasn't made correctly an employee was talking to the man when he reached over the counter and pulled her by the shirt oh he, he then threatened to shoot her in the face Listen, not not social distancing. Well, actually, hmm, now that I hear these details, okay, okay. <laughs> the okay, suspect, hold on, hold on now. The suspect pulled a black pistol from his pants and stood there arguing with the gun in his hand. He then left the restaurant in a gray Kia Soul. Now, there's no uh, Wait, a gray what Kia, Kia Soul. Now, there, there's no footage of whether he held the gun sideways or not. So, <laughs> can't give you can't give you that. You know the sh- okay, I mean, I'm gonna retract this one. Okay. Now, what state was this in? Uh, this is in Augusta, Georgia. Oh, Augusta? Yeah, mm-hmm. Augusta. Mm-hmm. And there's one more paragraph. The sheriff's wow. office published a surveillance image photo of the suspect on Facebook. The man's grandmother reportedly told her son he was on social media and needed to surrender, so he did. All right. Walter Smith, guess the race. He's white. I'm gonna go black. All right, let's check the chat room and see what these ignorant people have to say. Vanilla Icy White, Downtown Addies. <laughs> Somebody watch Sherman's Showcase. Big Carson pointed that black man in the direction of the cashier. Oh no! Oh no! Big <laughs> Carson pointed that man, that black man in the direction of the cashier. Cause Big Carson had this story where he said he was in a Popeyes that got robbed and he pointed oh. the person to the cashier. He called it the Popeye's establishment, which is how I knew he was lying. A space player who sleeps with his door closed at night. <laughs> Nigga, my chicken wasn't fried right. Negro, I want a haircut and a burger white. <laughs> chitty, chitty, bang, bang, black, black, black. Vanilla white bean. Walter, he fixed your fuel pump for $50 of the 12 pack. <laughs> Georgia or Maine. Uh, I think Georgia. He he brandished a gun and left alive white. Wanted the spicy with the Cajun sparkles, extra pickles is a nigga. You had me at Popeye's black. The grandma got involved, nigga. White, white, black with like them spices. Shaking my head, grandma, Popeye's black. They they let you live white. Y'all are all over the place. Nigga, black, 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 white. He didn't unlock his bedroom door this morning for this fucked up sandwich. <laughs> oh, why are you talking about me? I feel attacked. <laughs> um black like pistol in his waistband uh will whoop you for watered down watermelon too black black grandma turned them in plasco birds black gum black task all right the correct answer is jamel went white karen went black Mm -hmm. karen you got it correct (laughs) 
And Jamel who, Jamel who lost. Grandma turned them in. It's like who black grandma gonna turn them in? Well, she technically but, called her called his daddy and told his daddy to tell his son to turn them in. Yeah, that was the part that confused me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, you gonna grab like an employee and you don't get your ass whooped? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that was tough. The that way- was a tough one. Because first I was like, Popeye's black. <laughs> <laughs> The waistband that got me, because you know, if they just said he pulled it out his holster, I'd have said white. Mm, that's that. a good point. True yeah. that. You gotta, True that. a lot of times your gut instinct is the, the, the original instinct to go with. Now I gotta boo you, Jamel, because that's what happens to the losers on this song. Oh, wait, that's, that's the mugshot? That's that, the one on the right. <laughs> so the one on the left is him in the Popeyes before he was about to snatch somebody up. <laughs> and then the one on the right is him in the mugshot. So he twenty four. That's what they said, right? Yeah, he looked forty four. You bullshit. <laughs> but but, what, but Jamel, Jamel, what did you say? We don't let it go in the Rona, okay? He he oh, let yeah. it go. Yeah, he 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 gave complete. He gave the ghost up completely. Like this is what happened. All right, let's he, go. <laughs> he do. He's had a hard twenty four. Okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, a woman has been charged with carjacking, assault after a Radford incident. A New York woman was arrested for carjacking Friday in Radford after allegedly attempting to steal a rental vehicle. According to a news release issued Tuesday by the police, Abigail C. Clink, 23, of of New Freedom, New York, attempted Mm. to rent a vehicle after her own vehicle broke down, but her rental application was declined. A man who worked at the rental company in Radford told officers that he gave a ride to Clink and that during the ride, she climbed over the vehicle's center console, put the vehicle in park, hit him twice in the head with her fist. The man said he got out of the vehicle and then Clink drove off. He also reported that his phone was damaged during the incident. Police were called about 4 p.m. Friday and found her at her broken down vehicle. She was charged with carjacking, grand larceny of a vehicle, destruction of property, and assault and battery, and she was taken to the New River Valley Regional Jail. Uh, the rental vehicle was returned to its owner and the rental company employee treated by medics at the scene, the news release has said. Guess the race of Abigail C. Clink. She white. I'm, I'm going white too. All right, let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Uh, and her name is <laughs> <laughs> White. Uh, ain't no black Abigail ever. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, uh, I mean, I was like, uh, white Abigail. I, was, I mean, a black Abigail. I don't think so. I was trying to think of a famous one, too. I couldn't even think of one. Damn. Aww. Abigail White is Snow White. I have a black husband, white. I thought <laughs> I thought this was American sovereign citizen, white. She honky. The, she honky. What? Car, that's, a, that's a new one. Carjack with the privilege, white. Uh, one who would go into Popeyes from the first story and ask for no seasoning on her chicken. Oh no. <laughs> she don't want that, that spicy. Uh, asked to speak to manager, rentals, Karen, Taylor oh, Swift, no. white, carjacking Karen, Abigail, Car- <laughs> Abigail is white and the employee is lying about what happened. Karen don't <laughs> accept no white, white. Everyone went white on this. Okay. We had a white out officially and you know what guys? You're all right. She's white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamel is officially on the board with the Abigail pull, uh, and she that is her. Like Abigail, that would steal a car and go on the run after <laughs> she don't look sorry. <laughs> she don't look sorry in the first. Like she's not at all. 
she's like i whooped his ass yes i did okay exactly. i like, do it again how you gonna decline my credit okay have you heard all right let's go to the you bonus round my bad. your credit gotta be in that situation <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the bonus <laughs> round because uh jamel's one for one karen is two and two but let's see how we go in the bonus round where everything's double the points double the race <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race in the bonus round. So far, Jamel is one and one and Karen is two and oh. But let's see how we fare in the bonus round. All right. <clears throat> this one's for all the marbles, y'all. Yep. Taking of baby clothes, baby crib leads to woman's arrest. Okay. A okay. A Poinsett County woman is facing an aggravated robbery charge at the Monette police say she and four other people kicked in a door, vandalized a house, and took baby clothes, a baby crib, and other clothing. And that's why you gotta lock the bedroom door right there. <laughs> Emily <laughs> Emily Renee Clardy, twenty, of Truman was arrested on suspicion of aggravated robbery and criminal mischief first degree in the case. According to a probable cause affidavit in the case, Monette police went to the home around 11:40 p.m march 30th at the residential burglary uh officer said a door had been kicked in with the living room and kitchen vandalized several pieces of furniture were also damaged while an iphone was smashed and a round of a 22 caliber was found in the floor between the living room and the kitchen mm. the victim told police she heard a gunshot followed by five people running inside the house suspect was on top of the vi- victim the other ran through the house knocking over furniture to get to the back southeast bedroom and grabbed several bags of baby clothes a baby crib and clothes belonging to the suspect police also said the victim told police she heard the suspects talk about her the victim advised during the attack she overheard both girls asking the three men what were we going to do with the victim and the victim advised they replied let's just leave her we broke her phone she can't call the police so let's leave her before they show up man they wanted the police to know everything they were very thorough <laughs> <laughs> a $25,000 bond was set for Wednesday for Clardy, who will be arranged July 27th in circuit court. Like, how'd they end that crime? Let's go back to the, to the hideout. 7521, <laughs> uh, Larry Road. Let's go ahead and get over there. All right. Guess the race of the one they caught, uh, Emily Renee Clardy. Karen? Black. Yeah, black. Black. Right. Okay. Because she, once she ran up in there with multiple people, right? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she's like, look, we're going to run up in this crib. Her middle name is Renee, even though I know a lot of people like, but what about the fact her name is Emily? I'm like, yeah, but I bet you everybody around the way call her Renee though. Mm, okay. <laughs> the chat room right. says, the hand that robs the cradle white, white, she been there before, and we don't <laughs> let people in our house. Bond too low, honky tonk white women. Oh. Stole some baby clothes. Uh, the, the, the bond too low. Kicking the door. I got a story to tell black. I'm like, kicking the door. I'm not calling this shit over white, dumbass white, <laughs> snow white, black white, meth dealer white. Didn't feel like making registry at Walmart white. Oh no. <laughs> Her nickname oh, is no. Nene Black. White. This would have been a great episode of Roseanne White. <laughs> 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 i'm black y'all i'm black y'all i'm blackity black y'all um white girl with a black baby daddy and black accomplices mm, that's, mm. A, that's a twist that's a twist miss smart that, okay miss smart is from detroit she be knowing back batman villain white she oj'd that black bliggity i'm oh, going no. white her grandmother will be raising her baby 
part of the 53 percent sounds like a rap interlude black sons of anarchy white black back and forth with his neck i got a black baby daddy all right the correct answer is you guys both went black if i'm correct right if i'm correct Mm -hmm. and you guys both missed it she's white i didn't see this plot twist recount and some of y'all got it right i don't know how but <laughs> these were some tricky ones tonight okay yeah that, that was that's hard that was a hard one because uh, it was on one hand it was like emily then it was like arkansas i do kind of feel like miss smart was on the song when she said black baby daddy and accomplices yeah, some about right. some about that crime felt a little black but i'll you know who but am i she was a little too gangster coming up in there right and then it was a very specific mm-hmm. crime right she's yes. like i need some baby clothes and i was like yeah because i right. can see it's like feeling out of necessity mm-hmm. it didn't feel like a crime of anyway uh let's get to the let's get to the final thing sore ratchetness <laughs> Longest intro ever. He's dead. All right, sword ratchet. Let's see what's happening with swords today, guys. A man armed with a sword has been arrested a few hundred yards away from West Hove Branch of Sainsbury's in Old Shoreham Road. The man who was held at about 10 a.m. was described as a dresser in body armor uh he is detained what police received a report of a man possessing a sword and wearing body armor close to the junction why was he wearing armor so officer responded and the suspect was sleepily detained then taken to a hospital's precaution uh they recorded off some land superintendent rachel sweeney says i'd like to reassure the community that this was an isolated incident i mean how the fuck could it not was he gonna meet for a battle was braveheart about to start of course it's an isolated <laughs> incident there's never been a group of motherfuckers with swords yep. it's, it's one yeah we where be- are you going i'm like where are you going man right mm-hmm. yeah we believe that should be regulations on swords so yeah that's why we cover this every episode we don't regulate guns but mm-hmm. before we can even get to guns what about swords nobody you just, has you just good, pick them up on, at random we don't have any good sword laws and it's because it leads to stuff like this man walking around with body armor in the middle of the damn day <laughs> and a sword hanging out um so yeah they they took him to the hospital not jail um uh, and then they asked for anyone with information about the incident to call i think y'all have enough information <laughs> <laughs> he got body armor and a sword take him to jail go directly to jail do not pass go like what <laughs> we need to we need to investigate this one okay it's like Mm-mm. bringing the fbi we got to figure out the people that brought found the news bring them into this one um ah! jamel thank you so much for thank being you, here baby. we really had a great time y'all always such um, a great guest uh make sure y'all check you. out jamel um you can find her unbothered on spotify check it out i listen to it all the time mm-hmm. and um new tv show about to be coming out um do y'all have a name for it do y'all have you named it yet? um we have a working title but i'll keep okay. that oh no no problem no problem be on the lookout for carrie and jamel's uh show okay it's gonna be black people talking about black stuff black women giving opinions and we need that mm-hmm. all right y'all we'll be back tomorrow our guest will be justin and until then i love you i love you too Mwah. <laughs>